I, I just try to add value to that agent's listing and have good open communication. And most of these agents are like, no one's ever done that before. No one ever does this. Like, yeah, that's why that's why most of them quit. <laughs> because most of them think it's you just have magic money in real estate. Welcome back, Michael Jordan fans, because this is episode 23 of the Tactical Agent Podcast. And if you don't know what I did there, that's okay, because basketball sucks these days anyway. So <laughs> I don't think basketball's been the same since Michael Jordan wasn't a part of it anyway. Yeah. Not for me, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> Were you ever a basketball fan? Yeah. Yeah, I used to love the Bulls. used to watch, used to collect the cards and everything when I was a kid. But Yeah, when I was a kid, man, the Bad Boys, the Detroit Pistons, that era, I I was definitely a basketball fan. My family would watch March Madness. Like basketball was a thing. And then I don't know somewhere somewhere along the way the NBA just took a turn that just it's just not enjoyable for me anymore. So I don't I don't watch it. Yeah. So whatever. If if nobody's trying to punch each other or break a break a limb or something, I just don't seem to want to watch it these days. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know what that says about me. I don't. Are you not entertained? <laughs> I'm just progressively getting more violent as it goes on. Uh, anyway, <laughs> welcome to the show, guys. Uh, I'm Mike. This is Chris. We are the Tactical Agents and the founders of the 107 Project, where we're on mission to help 10,000 cops, veterans, even firefighters and other public safety professionals and their supporters, man, change their lives, supplement or replace their incomes with their real estate business. So if that interests you, you want to find out more about uh, the project and what we do how we might be able to help your business move forward, check us out at 107project.com, T-E-N, the number seven, project.com. Today, we are talking about how to set yourself apart as an agent. And there's probably a lot of things that you can do to do that. But I think one of the biggest complaints that people make after a real estate transaction is say like, what, what could your real estate agent have done better? Or why didn't you like your real estate agent? And it was poor communication. And we'll talk about that on two fronts because an agent communicates primarily on two fronts, agent to agent and agent to client. So which one do you want to talk about first, Chris? Uh, let's do agent to agent because it's annoying me right now. And I think it's annoying you too. It's it's annoying me big time right now. I, I just got off of a hot listing and... I, I even shared examples on my social media <laughs> of agents mm -hmm. and their communication. I think thing number one, and this is all off the cuff because we haven't planned like points or anything. I'm just like telling you what bothered me in this recent transaction. Thing number one, are agents texting and not calling? Which for me, if you've listened to my voicemail, it tells you, if I don't answer the phone, text me. Right? So like, I'm a big <laughs> texter, but we're not going to negotiate a deal and I'm not going to really be able to give you good information. We're not going to be able to have a good connection and really communicate about a transaction over text. Right. right? Especially Just, the initial ones. Yeah, the initial ones. Once a, once a ball is rolling and there's momentum and there's a connection built, I'm all, I'm all for. Let's not waste time you know, on the phone, let's just keep it moving. And text messaging is great. I'm a big texter, 
but I don't rely on that to build a relationship. Like I don't rely on that to make the initial connection. I think it's much uh, better to set yourself apart by being able to communicate like with your mouth to another agent <laughs> in person, on the phone, whatever. Yeah. So that was, that was one thing that really annoyed me. And then when they were, when they were texting first, I was getting texts of like, Hey, what do you have in hand already on this address? No, no name, mm -hmm. no introduction, no nothing. Just like a random text. Hey, what do you have in hand on such and such? It's like, <laughs> who is this? I, I literally <laughs> fired back a photo. I was standing at my kitchen island and there was a potato and a tomato <laughs> next to me. So this person just, that I didn't know texted me, what do you have in hand? So I just sent him a picture back of just a <laughs> tomato and a potato in my hand because I'm like, what are you even asking me right now? Who is this? I don't know. And it was funny because I posted on Facebook. People were like, well, you're that guy was lucky you weren't in the bathroom. Or something. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he is lucky because I know myself and I would have a hard time resisting not sending <laughs> what's going on, you know. <laughs> but I I don't know. what. Have you been experiencing that lately in, in your business? Yes. Yes. I got a text the other day for a listing that I've got. And this is petty, but it is what it is, right? So this guy texted me like 8.30 at night. And he said, uh, hi. And then the the name of the street and what? street. So it was like, like Bark Street is the name. So he was like, hi, Bark Street. So now I'm reduced to being nothing more than the <laughs> listing that I'm selling, I guess. And then he's like, I need you to approve this showing really quick so I can get the rest of my stuff scheduled. And I'm like, it's 8.30 at night. And then I looked up, and he had I had texted him in 2016, right, because I save all my texts. And this is super petty, but I, check, I texted him in 2016 <laughs> because he didn't show up for a listing appointment or for an appointment that he had made on one of my listings. And I, I shot him a quick text. and was like, hey, did you make it by there yet? Customer, the clients want to come back, you know, all that stuff. And he never responded. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. So you need a favor now when you couldn't even be bothered to show up for your appointment or let me know that you weren't going to make, make it or even respond when I asked you about it. And you think you're going to get a favor from me now? Nah, man. <laughs> and then it's, my clients uh, approved the showing like 10 minutes later, but they had, it, I had it going to their phone. So right. but I was going to wait, make them wait till tomorrow, the next day, but. Yeah, I had another agent say, hey, Mike, can you approve the showing I just requested? And it was like, it was a brand new listing. We, I think we had like 36 showings in, in, in a day and a half. It was wild. Yeah. And I was like, who is this? I don't. <laughs> and hold on a second, you know, pal. <laughs> Relax. I'm not your pal, like, buddy. <laughs> yeah. We're not. Yeah, we're we're not here at your beck and call, right? This is like right. I don't work for you. I'm not your <laughs> I, I'm not your uh, W two employee. Yeah. I'm not even contracted to work for you. Relax, you know. Um, so yeah, that that was like a, a huge a huge thing. Is just just professional, upbeat, uh, positive communication can go a long, long 
way. There's there's deals that without a doubt I have been able to get later because on a previous transaction, I had set up a good rapport with an agent because of mm-hmm. communication. When I first got into this business, I would I would call listing agents. I call before every showing. Every house I show, I call that agent before I go. And obviously they they don't always answer, so it's not it's not you know a guarantee that I'm going to talk to them, but I try, right? Mm-hmm. And if I I don't leave voicemails cuz I don't like voicemails, so I'll send a audio message or I'll send a video message to that agent like, "Hey, it's it's Mike Edwards. I'm just I'm I'm headed to wherever. I have a showing schedule tomorrow. Just looking for what like you think the best features are of the house, anything I should be aware of, kind of get the lay of the land, help me, you know, sell this house to my clients, you know. I I just try to add value to that agent's listing and have good open communication. And most of these agents are like, no one's ever done that before. No one ever does this. <laughs> like, yeah, that's why yeah. that's why most of them quit. <laughs> because right. most of them think it's you just have magic money in real estate. Like uh, the clients are going to come magically. The the deals are going to come magically. Top dollars just going to come magically. It doesn't work that way, you know. So it's it's been it's been uh, frustrating to say the least when you're an agent that can't get a hold of of agents. Like not, and I'm and I'm all for setting the boundaries, right? We're, we've talked about that on the show. Set your boundaries. You don't have to be available twenty four seven. But be clear about when you are available. Right. It's, it's okay. So agent-to-agent communication. Set yourself apart. You, you will undoubtedly chain together good deals and good working relationships with other agents by, by being a good communicator in that respect. Then you've got uh, agent-to-client communication. And again, that's one of the biggest complaints the client side usually has about an agent if they had a bad experience it's like they never called me they never they never told me this that or the other thing i had all kinds of questions and i felt like i was bothering them or whatever um what do you what do you think about how to take some steps practically to improve on that chris well i mean one is just schedule the time to do it right um you know we we talk about in the tactical agent system to, to schedule two calls a week where you call and just update clients on what's going on. And mm-hmm. some people don't want to do that because, you know, there's not a lot happening or, you know, they think, you know, everything's going smooth and they think the client's okay. But I can tell you now it, from years of experience, the clients want to know they, they want to, they, even if you don't have anything to tell them, they want to hear from you because mm-hmm. they want to know you're, you're working for the money they're paying you. Um, yeah. And it's super simple to do. It's, you know, two, three minutes. You know, hey, it's Chris. Yeah, nothing, nothing new to report. We've had a couple showings, no offers yet. Just wanted to make sure you were in the loop. Cool. Have a good day. Bye. You know, they yep. feel happy at that point. Yep, I do my uh, my client reach outs. This all this all goes back to setting expectations. You know, having a good test to see if if you're a fit for these people. But at that time, I just lay the groundwork. I say, listen, uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to communicate with you and I'm going to do that twice a week, every Tuesday and every Friday. I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to you and catch you up on any new information that I have, answer any questions. You can call me or text me anytime you want. If a question pops to your mind or if you need something, reach out, but you can count on, 
you know, sometime during the day, Tuesday or Friday, I'm going to reach out to you either way, you know, and a lot of times once you get going, you know, once you get kind of past the home inspection phase and things are kind of just waiting and underwriting, you don't always have any updates, you know, everything's kind of like just waiting for closing. But what that does is it gives you an opportunity to talk about things like, hey, are you ready for your housewarming party? Uh, How's things going? Like you can actually take advantage of those four to six calls that you might have for two or three weeks to build the relationship. Hey, do you guys want to meet for coffee? Uh, You guys want to, you know, catch up and do whatever or meet up, you want me to swing by or whatever. You just build the, build the relationship and leave a lasting impression. You only have that client for, you know, 45, 60 days. And Mm -hmm. if you just do the bare minimum, what, what's really motivating them to use you again or to recommend you? Because if all you do is confirm that you're just pretty much as useful as any other agent that they could have used, then what's the difference, you know? So it's like right. set your set yourself apart by being the best communicator possible with your clients. And yeah, if there's no updates, there's always a GIF or a meme to send or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, catching up, you know, have, a, have a, that frog convo with them. And while we're on the subject of communication, I know we got some lenders that listen to the show. If you're a lender, please don't let me find out there's a problem with the file from my client. Yep. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That if that ever happens, you and I will never work together again because yeah. they're calling me and saying, "I just heard this from the lender. What's going on? What do I need to do?" And I'm like, "I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no yeah. idea." And I That's, do not uh, like being caught flat-footed. Yeah, I agree. Uh, me either. I think that's another thing. I, I mean, I didn't really think about it before we just dove into the podcast, but I think good communication between the lender and the realtor is another thing. Keep in contact sure. with your lender. Keep As an agent, don't leave the transaction in the hands of your lender. Be proactive in that communication uh, with with your lender and your title company or your, like I know some states are attorney states, not title states and all that stuff, but whatever that point of contact is for making sure that the deed transfer and all that stuff happens, make, make sure that you're in the know, like you, part of your job, you know, but it, I call my clients on Tuesdays and Fridays. So Mondays and Thursdays, I'm, making sure that I'm talking to the lender and talking to the title company, right? Like we're just mm-hmm. keeping up with the transaction. You just put it in the calendar. You have a rhythm so that like you don't lose the transaction. Like you don't lose control of it. You don't lose knowledge of it. You keep a good pace. Uh, one really cool thing that I've noticed, and I'm sure that a lot of mortgage loan officers probably have been doing this for a long time if they're good at what they do, but I've noticed an uptick in lenders when it comes to offers being sent to my listings mm-hmm. lenders the reaching out and saying oh, hey yeah. uh i've got a mutual client with this realtor and they put an offer in i just wanted to let you know here's where they're at in the process here's what we did to verify their you know their uh pre-approval already here's the uh, i'm confident we can close this and blah 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 so they're they're getting involved in that transaction mm-hmm. and as an agent, that inspires a lot more confidence than not hearing or if not hearing from the lender or right. I get that pre-approval letter and I call the number on there and I can't get an answer in two days 
from the lender. Yeah. You know, about about this client. I'm like, I don't I don't know. Like what confidence do I have to take this offer if I can't get a confident answer from the lender, if I can't have that conversation. So great point about mortgage loan and it's, officers. It's it's really important too. Like we're not saying micromanage the deal. We're just saying stay on top of things. Like mm-hmm. lenders have their job, let them do their job. Don't insert yourself into it, but know what's going on. And that way, you know, if there's some anticipated problems or delays or anything like that, you know about it early on and you can you can prep for it and deal with it when the time comes. You yeah. Know? And set set the expectations with the lenders and the title people as well. Uh, I happen to have a, a title company that I can basically look online to see where they're at in a in the process. But mm-hmm. tell get to know your title reps or or your uh, your loan officers that you're working with and just tell them like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm just going to shoot you a text or, you know, an email on Mondays and Thursdays, no pressure. Like I'm not trying to hound you. I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job. I'm just looking to, to make sure that I'm staying on top of it for the clients. And if there's no updates, there's no updates, but if there is, then cool. Let's, let's have an update, you know? Yeah, for sure. So set yourself apart, guys, and one of the top ways to do that is, without a doubt, improve your communications. And uh, there's, yeah, whatever you got to do, <laughs> go get a book <laughs> on on how to communicate, how to how to speak. And if you if you lack confidence, if you feel shy, then you got to address those things. The, that those are the obstacles that you got to walk through, and you got to overcome what's holding you back. If you find yourself not communicating well, ask yourself why and then what's lying underneath there. You got to dig it up and you got to get it out of there and cl- clean it up and so that you can move forward and you could uh, see some growth in those areas. So any other parting words, Chris? No, just talk to people. Makes a difference. It's a relationship business. It. Have relationships. Exactly. <laughs> Amen. Thanks for listening to the Tactical Agent Podcast, guys. Again, if you want to hear more about what we're doing, you can check out the 107project.com, T-E-N number 7 project.com. If you're watching on YouTube, hey, hit that like button, share it up with somebody that uh, you uh, might think would get some benefit from it. And if if you're finding value in what we're offering out there, subscribe if you watch it on YouTube. Appreciate it.